Close water connection. Close water connection. Close water connection. <laughs> it's a rose water connection show. Is that why you lost your voice? You've just been practicing this for the last. <laughs> I just, I just four came. Straight. No, not that particular song. Uh, that came up for me. I was actually trying to do a Sweet Caroline version, and it went totally south and bad. I, I feel like uh, <sighs> I failed. I'm, I'm waiting for like Ode to <clears throat> Ode to Wes and Heidi. <clears throat> oh, well, is, wouldn't that be nice if I came up with a song? Yeah. Ode to Wes and Heidi. Well, what would that sound like? This is an ode to Wes and Heidi. This is an ode to the two beautiful souls. This is an ode to Wes and Heidi. I hope that you don't Croak. Croak. <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed to like rhyme, but I don't even know if it did. It's tough one. Croak. Hello and welcome to the Rosewater Connection, a weekly podcast that explores all things related to mental health and wellness. I'm your host, Wes, and today I'm joined once again by two amazing people, Heidi Carl, Director of Operations for BGC Saskatoon and my boss's boss, and Clint Mraz, Registered Psychotherapist and owner of the Shift Counseling Services. How are you both doing today? <clears throat> Good. <clears throat> boss is boss? Do you say that every time? Not every time. Oh. It's not written down. Sometimes just I'm just... When you feel like I'm yeah. your boss's boss? Yeah. And you've been especially bossy today, so I thought <laughs> I'd... Truth. That's okay. <laughs> it's not true. I haven't... Uh, we're just kind of talking about our shared neuroses. A little bit before we started recording. Um, Clint, how have you been? We this is our second recording in this this space here, and we didn't really talk about it last week. You two kind of just well, in general, I've been um, quite uh, smitten with this beautiful confines within the, the new uh, shift house, and <clears throat> but today I'm complaining because I have a little bit of seasonal allergy stuff going in my nose and my throat, and it's causing me a little bit of almost feels like fever. So if I don't feel 100% optimal, I think that the world should stop turning and everybody should just um, stop what they're doing and, uh, you know, make sure that I'm okay. Um, that's the way that I deal with my sickness. Uh, yeah, I I'm get not that. feeling well. Um, I don't. <laughs> I don't get a lot of sympathy from some people. <laughs> Others, <laughs> you know, um, are respectful of my plight that I am going through. Well, if you want to just scratch the rest of the day and talk about it, that's fine. I was sick a, a week or so ago, and I got real annoyed that people just, like, you know, didn't drop everything and come bring me soup and tea. And... Oh, that sounded terrible. Did you hear that? Oh, it's Everybody heard really it. rough. <laughs> Sorry about that. This is week number three, mm -hmm. uh, and the new space is here, 716 Queen Street, Saskatoon. Um, love it. Absolutely love it. Great place to come and hang out every day. Just to kind of paint a visual for some folks here there right now is mm. the door, the latches and the doorknobs aren't aren't there. They're getting swapped out. So there's a rope 
uh-huh. tied around a guitar stand, uh-huh. holding the door shut while we record. That's my MacGyver skills yeah. coming to light. It's very. Like, uh, how do I keep that door shut somewhat? Well, my dog Rosie, who's having a nice little sleep on the carpet next to us, hopefully not going to fart too much in her sleep. Uh, her leash has two looped ends, and I thought I'm going to make it work. So resourceful. Nobody, nobody move. Nobody's going to get hurt here. But yeah. <laughs> you gotta make it work you know i could have given up well the way you're feeling i'm surprised you didn't well sometimes you, you just have to forge through you, you just gotta <laughs> nose to the grindstone it uh through a day even though most people i would think would probably be taking the day off work or perhaps hospitalized given what i'm going through today perhaps oh I mean, I'd like to say uh, it didn't affect my mood this morning, but we had a phone conversation, Heidi and I, this morning, and uh, I don't know how I came across, but I I think it was a little bit mm, (laughs) negative. What was your take on my, I don't know, demeanor? Well, I guess it depends if I'm going to uh, seek to understand Mm. or if I'm going to just tell it like it is. (laughs) Okay. Uh, seek to understand. Oh, okay. Clint woke up this morning. <laughs> In a mood. In a mood. Mm-hmm. And how would you describe said mood? Said mood was a lot of shooting. S H O U L D. S H, yeah, not the swear word. I did not swear. It was a lot of shooting, mm-hmm. a lot of frustration, a lot of uh, lack of perception. You know, but I could see, you know, with all that sinus stuff going on, it really affects your mm-hmm. um, perception of reality. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And but it made sense to me in the moment that I needed to mm, feel bad about my life in that moment. Well, you know what else makes sense to me? What? Only turning the volume to even numbers. Oh, nice segue. Thank you. <laughs> okay, give some context. So how did yeah. this come up? Well, it was actually Wes. Yep. Right? Uh-huh. Wes started this with, uh, he likes volume, or he likes even numbers, right? In certain contexts, yeah. Like right. when I just knocked on wood, mm-hmm. just in case, you know. Yep. Don't know why, actually. Have no idea what, what you know, that's supposed to do in the superstition yeah. surrounding it uh no idea but i was just taught you know knock on wood bad things won't happen it's, you know you jinx yourself you knock on some wood but you got to do it in even numbers otherwise you're just doubling down on the bad luck so i'll hear like people i'll be sitting in my office i'll hear someone knock on wood like down the hall and i'll yell like that was only five like <laughs> one more <laughs> you knocked on wood earlier and i was like that's 12 you're good <laughs> that was impressive. That was because I don't actually do the counts when I knock on wood. I just feel until I like until you it feels feel good. It. Okay. Yeah. And sometimes it's just like twice, and sometimes it's like I better knock on wood, and then if I really think I knock on wood, right, that I should be knocking mm-hmm. on wood, that I knock longer. See, I do just twice, but depending on how serious it is, I'll knock harder. Oh, yeah. see, I knock more. Yeah. No, it's the intensity ramps up. It's the quality, not the quantity, not the, for me. Not the frequency. Yeah. Okay. So this is uh, a chat about, you know, the things that we do 
within this human condition that we're aware of, sometimes not aware of. That sometimes we know the mm, reason people have why made we do me it. aware. Yeah, sometimes we don't even know <laughs> the reasons. Out. Really, it's a placebo. Yeah, because like, well, it doesn't help. But if if I were to knock on wood three times, or you knocked on wood three times, and I didn't say anything about it, it would bother me, like a not insignificant amount, too much. Yep. And you'd be waiting for something bad to happen. No, I would just be thinking about it. And if you think bad about things something... aren't going to happen to me, I'm fine. She knocked on wood three times. It's not, <laughs> you know, I don't need to worry. Or we could talk about manifesting. <laughs> Everything starts with a thought. Oh, that is deep. See a bus barreling down on you, and instead of shouting and mm-hmm. warning you, I'm just like, oh, it's the knock. It's the knock. Right, and so, and that's what I mean by the placebo, right? You can say something, and then you're like, better not jinx myself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So I'm going to knock on wood. That's where that comes from. And then, like, for me, once I knock on wood, then I don't think about it. Okay, so what happens to your perspectives when I say, I really like the inverse uh, way of operating in life. Like if I set the microwave for, let's say, 30 seconds, I put it to 33 or 37 because I think 37 is absurd, but... (laughs) Who would ever do that? Thirty-eight, maybe thirty-six. No, 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 I just mean like, as you're gonna, it's gonna be too hot. <laughs> or the temperature outside. You have to let door. it cool for a minute. It's at twenty-one. I, I like it at twenty point five. Oh, just fine. No lunacy. Mm-hmm. If I could do twenty point three, I would, but it doesn't give me the opportunity to do that. Oh, that just hurts. I know, and so I'm okay with it, <laughs> and I'm also okay with the even numbers. Or odd numbers. Are you good with odd numbers? I'm good with odd numbers, good with even numbers, and good with all the numbers. So you, you know, TV is too quiet and you turn it up yeah. and you don't pay any attention. You just listen. You yeah. don't look at the number. It's just as long as you can hear it. It yeah. could be, it's okay if it's 23. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't need to be twos or fives or. I don't know what that's about. I think maybe I have a deep seated fear. If I go down that rabbit hole, <laughs> I, I, I ain't coming out anytime soon. Maybe that's why I'm so tired lately. <laughs> and yet we, we know what we like, don't we, Wes? Mm-hmm. So, so, I don't know, maybe a bit, maybe more. We're just decisive. Hmm. So no. <laughs> Back me up here. Work, work with me. <laughs> no. No, no. I'm not decisive. It's no, just, you're on your you know. own. Okay, so. Because there's been times where like 25 is way too loud, but 20 is too quiet. So what do I do? Like I just Shut it turn off. it up to 25 and stick my fingers in my ears a little. Like 24. Oh, I don't do that. I don't do that. But it would bother me if I had to turn it to like 23. That would that would upset me. Yeah. Okay. Going back to your snapping of fingers and decisiveness. Yeah. So uh, is being a decisive decisive person versus a mm, person that doesn't exercise decisiveness much. Is that better than being No, it does quicker. Quicker? Mm-hmm. Is that better? Mm, so More efficient. If it's, if it's volume, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just seeking to understand. <laughs> Is it quicker? Well, if... So if we go back to the knocking of okay. the okay. wood. Yeah. Yep. So for instance, this morning, during the said conversation that I was seeking to understand. Um, 
you know, it was, it was stated. Maybe I got sick because I was bragging how healthy I've been. Hmm. I said that? Yeah. I do, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I recorded you saying that, yeah. I did say that, didn't I? <clears throat> well, put it at the end of this episode. Mm. Yeah. Right, so... I was reaching for straws. I didn't. I had nothing. Oh. I was just, I was panicking because I needed something. Right. But that's an example of a statement that this, whether you call it superstition, whether you call it, what did you call it? What type of anxiety did you call this? Existential. Yeah. Um placebo effect regardless like last week had you said you know i'm oh, sure logically like i'm i'm overall i'm i missed that one that was five six okay okay uh logically i'm like there's no you know correlation doesn't equal causation or whatever but i remember you saying that and wanting to knock on wood but i couldn't because we were recording and i didn't want to like have that in the background this episode is different because it's like it's all the title yeah but but i remember it because (laughs) i wanted to knock on wood and i had to like take a breath take a deep breath and just let it go do you never knock on wood i do when you're like at someone's house and waiting to come in uh but if i was to use the phrase uh, or in the context of okay Knock on wood. Uh, well, it wouldn't be like advice you give somebody as a therapist or anything. I'm I struggling think, with my anxiety. So knock on wood. You're good. good. <laughs> I think I've done both. I won. And at times I've done not wood. Two. No more than two? No. Mm. No, I'm a... What's one going to do? Knock it's on not wood. not a knock. That's an accident. That's a tap. When is it tap? <laughs> See, this is this needs to be talked about. This is a divisive thing, I'm pretty sure, in the world. <laughs> How many people are walking around knocking once or three times and, and uh, others hear it and don't say anything and walk around the rest of the day going, if only that person would have knocked twice, I would have felt better. Yep. Yikes. So as a, as a therapist, I mean, and I have lots of... Mm, We'll call them quirks. Eccentrics. It's, quirks. It's, I'm quirky. I'll, I'll take a pass at trying to say that word again later in the edit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Eccentric. Oh, eccentricities. Is that it? Eccentricities? Eccentricities. There you go. Pretend I got it right the first yeah. time. So I have lots of quirks with the way I like eat food. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, you sure do. Yes. And the way I like numbers or the way I knock on wood. <clears throat> So, as long as it works for you. But what about when it Why? doesn't? What about when uh, you know I have to go get Heidi a plate of food and the two foods <laughs> accidentally touched, and you know, and and she's hungry, but the food touched, but she's hungry, but the food touched. Do you know what I do? I eat. I, I'm flexible. Okay. I eat the parts that didn't touch, and I leave the parts that did touch. Is that flexible? Yes. Okay. Or I go get myself a snack. Okay. Or I use two plates. You know what others are doing for you in those moments is they're providing a uh, uh, in the moment intervention for you. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they were enabling. <laughs> That's what I thought too. 
So I thought you were going. So, well, we have to. She's, well, just my boss's boss. What am I going to do? <laughs> mix it all together. You'll be my boss. It all goes in the same place. Yeah, and obviously, to me, because I know some of them, is our conditioning, right? Right. Like, I was forced, which, as most kids are, um, to eat vegetables. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'd have to sit at the table if I didn't eat vegetables. And I spent a lot of time sitting at the table. Everyone else was gone. I felt isolated and alone and all that stuff. Right. Anyway. Moving on. Um, so <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I, eat, I eat my <laughs> vegetables or my salad first. Uh-huh. Because I want to be done with the parts that I didn't like. And that although I so like... What if you get full and there's vegetables left, but you're full, <clears throat> but there's vegetables left? Right? I like vegetables much more now, mm-hmm. but I didn't. And so then when you have to force yourself to eat vegetables, you might as well just do it first and get it over with. Or if you just put whatever other food you like all around the vegetables and mix them up, though. Oh, no. No? Okay. Because then you ruin the good tasting food. Like if you stuck peas in your mashed potatoes, that's disgusting. So why are you eating things that you don't like? Because I had to. You still But why now? I don't. I just eat them first. It's a habit now. So you don't eat food you don't like, but the foods you used to not like, you eat first. Yep. Okay. And so, like mm. all, all like I cook what I like, right? Okay. And I, so you make sure that you cook a veggie or you have a salad or you try to do that. And when you do that, then you eat it first. Okay. So like I'll let the steak get cold while I eat the salad, even though I'm an adult and I can do whatever I want. <laughs> <clears throat> So you're letting the broccoli have a lot of power. Yeah, but it's better hot too. And but the steak's not good cold. And no, and I do, it's just it's like a habit, and I now I just don't stop. I guess I do. I don't mind if my food touches, but I definitely like I'm gonna eat all of this. Yeah, all and all of this, and then I'm saving my favorite thing for last. And sometimes I'm full, and I either don't eat the thing I was excited to eat because I'm full, or I overeat because I really wanted to eat that. But I saved it for last. Mm-hmm. So, Always yeah. save the meat for last. Mm-hmm. The meat's the best part. Yep. You want to be walking around with like taste of broccoli in your mouth for the rest of the night until you brush your teeth? No. This is why I, I think being a mixer, as I am, is always the best course of action. Put it all together to get it all the taste. Blender? In one. Yeah, basically a blender. And... So can you drink smoothies then? Yes. Okay, <clears throat> interesting. Or if there's gravy... Then you can put things okay, together. I thought you were talking about a smoothie. Oh, Sorry. no. <laughs> Sorry, Kate, keep going. I interrupted my, my apologies. And then, um, what was I going to say about that? Mix it all together. And then maybe there's an element of me that says, you know what? I don't know. What if this is my last meal? I, I am suffering with seasonal allergies. <laughs> the, good Lord, the creator could take me at any moment. Um, I I want to enjoy all of this meal, and if I wait to eat, you know, the, the steak till the end, what if I don't get there? Oh, I'll have a, a forever ever regret. Okay, so have you always been a mixer? Uh, as long as I can remember, yes. I I come from a long line of, okay. of, of mixing people. I think. 
you think, but you don't know because you don't, you know, put this much stock. You really don't into. No, I'd really have to this cool. particular habit or eccentricity. I think about forty-five years ago at the supper table. <laughs> Let me think. Uh, yeah, I was struck I, by a bolt of lightning, and all of a sudden, see, I know this. I know this. I know mm-hmm. that is what I have done ever since mm-hmm. I was forced to be isolated by myself at the table. It makes sense. For hours on so end. It's a good plan. You know, mm-hmm. figure out, deal with the. So instead of either cause, being like the... forced to sit at the table or sent yeah. to my room, then you just eat it first really quickly. Try not to gag. Uh-huh. And then move on to the next things. Right, you're coping. Yeah. Gotcha. Right, so, so what happens to us, or what has happened to us, right? That all of a sudden we have these. What do you call them? Why can't I remember the word? Existential, Existential. anxiety. Yeah. <coughs> when you said it, it really struck a chord with me. So I don't well, know. Well, I was it. Um, a good friend of mine passed on a, a piece of text the other day, uh, though. Um, but this whole existential anxiety piece, uh, it, was, it was fascinating. And, and it was all about uh, we, within this human condition, we're always in a state of uh, existential anxiety because our little brains, this neurological uh, operating uh, lobes within our cranium, um, is a fascinating, uh, brilliant machine uh, capable of so much um, cognition and metacognition and, and, and thought. Um, but it's really not equipped to actually deal with the vast exorbitant amount of complexities that are uh, within our world, within our universe, within um, all of it together. It cannot understand everything. And so it's always in a state of hmm, not knowing and wondering and just trying to keep up and it's a frustrating piece for our human brains to actually do what it does because it can't understand because there's too much to understand and so we're always in a state of unease and i thought isn't that curious it can it can give us some respite from really trying to (laughs) i don't know being, if we're so hard on ourselves or, or we're frustrated with ourselves or worried or fears or uh, feeling overwhelmed or inadequate, well, we're, give it up, <laughs> right? It's like, just be a little more often because we, we, we can't. It's too big and this is too small. <laughs> well, and for those of us who are, <clears throat> you know, more logical than um, open, really is how I'm going to put that because I'll just speak for myself. When I was more dependent on my brain rather than anything else because everything else was... Mm -hmm. um, Then you think about things or you convince yourself, here's the difference, right? Here's what... Go to the volume, for instance, right? It's something I have control over. It's something I can change. It's something Mm. I can go on eating the veggies first, eating everything. It's just a small amount of control Mm -hmm. you can have. Okay. We want to drive our own ships in life. We want, I mean, basically, typically, in general, 
who we like to have exercise our ability to have control over our lives. It's, it's not a bad thing. Like I've made up rules about food for myself. Yeah. That, you know, if, if I do it this way, it's going to taste way better. Mm -hmm. Just to convince myself. Hmm. Yeah, right. And then, you know, you're not thinking about the day you had to. <laughs> Distraction. Probably, right? Like, mm -hmm. I never really thought about it like that, especially with the volume. Because I think about it pretty much every time I have to change the volume on my TV. That, like, man... It would be really nice if I could just have it at like what is objectively the <laughs> ideal volume for this room, but I can't because it's like a number that has it ends in a seven, and that's just lunacy. Right, and yet it makes me think that there must have been some childhood experience that mm -hmm. I had, and I and I go to sports, and I go to like I must have had an even number mm -hmm. on my jersey when I was younger, and I had a great year. Hmm. Because I had other, you know, crappy years or whatever, let's say. But I must have had some association of good luck, of good playing, of, you know, somewhere where I felt good about myself. Yeah. <clears throat> with that even number. Perhaps. Um, see, for me, <laughs> it's I'm It's got to like, be attached to something. <laughs> well, I'm, I was sitting here racking my brain and I'm like, why do I do that? Why do I care? And I, it, I, it, I don't know if it's like a tidy thing. Like I grew up and it was, everything was out of like, out of order. So it was the one thing I could like organize or mm. even like math class. It was just easier to do multiplication if it was twos or fives. Like, I, I don't know where it, where it came from. And it pro like, it probably doesn't matter. At the beginning of this, I was going to be like, hey, Clint, fix me. You know, but now, now that I'm, you know, thinking about it that way, it's like, okay, this is just the one little thing I get to control. And that will be all for this week's episode of the Rosewater Connection. We are going to split this one up into two parts once again. So Clint, Heidi, and I will be back next Thursday to dive a little bit deeper into this topic of conversation. Um, and we want to thank you for listening and joining us on this journey of mental health and wellness. As always, we hope you learned something new, felt inspired, or just found some comfort in our conversations. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and rate us on your favorite platform and share this episode with anyone who you think might enjoy it, benefit from it, be interested in it. That is the biggest thing you can do to not only help our podcast grow, but again, the point of what we're trying to do isn't just... Um, make a podcast it's to uh, do something that is serving purpose benefiting people helping people um, connecting with people thus the connection in the name of the show additionally don't forget to follow us on social media for more updates on content there is a link tree in the description of each and every video that has uh, links to all of our platforms and additionally has a uh, microsoft form at the very bottom of, of the links there um, that we're using as sort of a uh, suggestion box of sorts. So we want to know things that you uh, like and dislike about not only this podcast, but podcasts in general. What length are you looking for? Do you want these episodes to be short, 30 minutes in and out? Do you want them to be longer, an hour, hour and a half? Would you rather that these two parts were put together? Do you appreciate that they are a little bit shorter so you can um, maybe listen to it on your drive to work and not have to break it up or maybe 30 to 45 minutes is all you have attention span for and an hour to an hour and a half long podcast would be just be too long. 
Um, those are all really helpful, useful things that we are um, looking for feedback on. So if you have any suggestions, if you have any ideas, please let us know there. Um, and again, until next time, take care of yourself and each other. Oh, and one last thing, actually, there is a little stinger at the end of every episode, we'll call it, uh, just a short little excerpt uh, that uh, from the recording that didn't quite make it into the, the flow of the episode, but we thought was funny and we wanted to keep in. We had some feedback where people really liked that. The intent is that you listen all the way through the end of the episodes. So you get to hear that little uh, treat for listening to me ramble on. And for those of you who are concerned, that was not an accident. Uh, I didn't forget to take out the part at the end where Clint was talking about feet. That was intended. Thanks. We hope to see you back next week. I got the black lung, Pop. I got the black lung. I think I've worked in a coal mine for 40 years here. I'll be all right. It's important that we're here. Okay.